Hi, everybody. It's Allison Kaskowski. Thank you so much for joining me for this edition of the Ultimate Journey of Self-Care. I hope that wherever you are on this Tuesday morning, you're doing something fun and positive for yourself. If you've been following me for the last, you know, several weeks or months, it seems like, you know that I've been pretty focused on trying to bring you what I consider to be really hopefully helpful tips and strategies on all kinds of things that can all help us really navigate for a lot of us, what really has become the new normal. And maybe if it isn't really the new normal for you, maybe if at some point you see, you know, the, the normal going back to what we thought was normal, then um, I don't think there's any question that for most of us, the way we've done our lives and ourselves has really changed since March. And if that's not the case for you, then that's wonderful. But I think if we're all being really honest, you know, there's, there's really been a lot of things changed that maybe we weren't planning on. And maybe we found ourselves having to pivot and do things completely different. And so my guest today is a fellow fitness colleague. And I, I don't really think I have to spend a whole lot of time explaining why our industry, really in particular, the fitness industry, has really taken a brutal hit this year. Um, because so many people are used to doing fitness in person with other people. And that's obviously had to change. Um, and for some of us, we're slowly starting to go back to normal. And for other people, that's really not the case. So my guest today is Jennifer Penny. She is a, get this, ex- she has an extremely unique area that she works with, which is why I wanted to interview her today. She is a pelvic floor strength coach. Jennifer, thank you so much for joining me today. Thanks for having me. Wonderful. So, so tell me, what exactly is a pelvic floor strength coach? Okay, so um, I am basically out there to help women strengthen their pelvic floor muscles specifically. We have these muscles, your pelvic floor, Uh um, and to be the most basic about it, if you think of your um, tailbone and your pubic bone, all the muscles that run between those two bones, they create like a hammock and those muscles are your pelvic floor muscles. And frequently women and men, men do have problems with their pelvic floor as well. They have difficulties with these muscles. We become kind of detached from that part of our body. And we use those muscles in a way that isn't meant for them to function. And this can cause a whole range of problems, including like bladder leaking. So like those accidental moments when you pee your pants, um, Uh it happens, (laughs) it happens very, very, very often when you're exercising, um, runners can have a lot of problems with it, but even just like sneezing, coughing, yelling, um, people can have problems with that. And it causes other problems too. Um, you can frequently get like low back aches from, from pelvic floor muscles that aren't working correctly. Um, your core can feel really unstable, so it can cause a whole range of issues. And so I kind of go in and help people figure out what's going wrong and what they can do to fix it. So basically what you're, it's really sound, what it sounds like to me is it's a special kind of core training. Would you say that? It is, it is definitely. So your pelvic floor and your deep inner core muscles are like best friends. They're like Uh intertwined together. Um, And in some places they are literally connected. Uh Uh, And if they're not working correctly, um, most especially after like giving birth, when you try to bring those muscles back on board and get everything functioning together correctly, um, if your core muscles aren't working correctly, it can show up in your pelvic floor and vice versa. Okay. Well, that's really interesting. 
One of the things that I like to teach a lot in functional fitness, which is really my wheelhouse, is the fact that, you know, our muscles are designed to do specific jobs. Right. Nine times out of 10, when I see somebody who has an injury or I'm working with a client who has an injury, it's usually the result of what I call a strength imbalance, meaning that there's one or two muscle groups maybe doing the work for several. Yes. I yes. I want to see with the pelvic floor area, that definitely being a concern. Yep. Yeah, that absolutely is a major part of it. Um, so if your glutes aren't working properly, um, if that transverse abdominus, those deep, deep um, abdominal muscles aren't coming on correctly, uh, you can have, have different muscles instead kind yeah. of take over the job or your, your pelvic floor muscles decide they're going to do all the work because um, maybe your glutes aren't firing like they should and everything gets out of balance and it causes a whole, whole host of problems as a result. Yeah. So I just, I always like to get other fitness colleagues opinions on what I, what, what really has become more a central focus, I think, and the whole fitness message that, that society in general is hearing is that, you know, as a population, we sit so much of the time, you know, we are, we're probably the most inactive population in the whole world. You know, I mean, if, if you're working and I know a lot of people are working at home right now, which probably lends itself more to sitting, you know, you're probably going to sit more, sit on the couch, sit in a chair or whatever versus moving around more. So would you say that in your opinion, that could this contribute to having pelvic floor problems? Absolutely. Yes, definitely. So that seated position, um, you sit and your glutes just are done. Like they just shut down for the day. Yeah. And um, your hip flexors, because they're in that partially contracted position, they uh -huh. get super tight. And then you end up with like a little bit of pelvic tilting. And those that, that can help turn your pelvic floor muscles off or it can, you can kind of get like a clenching in your pelvic floor, uh, that will prevent those muscles from functioning. Right. So yeah, yeah. sitting, sitting is huge for your pelvic floor, or I should say not sitting is huge yeah. for your pelvic floor. So if you think about like, if you're stuck in a chair for six to eight hours working, um, I like to tell people, even if you can just get up like once an hour and like move yourself around, stretch everything out, um, just do a few little activation exercises to keep everything loose. Um, yeah, well, you're really speaking my language because that's one of the things that I always teach my clients throughout the day is yeah. you need to just to remind yourself, I mean, if you have to set your phone as a timer or put it in your calendar, you know, like an appointment. I mean, it'd be like you'd have eight appointments with yourself every day yes. once an hour, but hey, whatever works. Yes, definitely. And I especially, I know you mentioned people being at home. So at least when you were in the office, you might have hopefully been going to a workstation that was designed for you to be put in the right position at the workstation. Uh -huh. But now that we're all home, I know like my husband ended up investing in a standing desk because uh -huh. he was sitting on our bed working all day. So, wow. you know, if you're at home and you're not used to working at home and you don't have a set up there where you're in even a decent position, then you're going to find yourself sitting like maybe on your couch or something. So you're not even, you're not even sitting in a great position and you're sitting all day. So I have heard from a lot of people just that that change alone has caused even more problems. 
Yeah. What about posture? What's your opinion on pelvic floor and posture? Ah, that is an excellent question. So the reason I, the reason I asked though, is that your, you know, your hip flexors are so connected to your posture. I mean, it's almost like when, when you mentioned your hip flexors being in a partially contracted position, I mean, think about that. When you stand up, the first thing that your body does is you, you feel more comfortable kind of bent over versus standing up. Yes. Yeah. Um, so posture is huge. So I have a system that I use with people. Um, it's called the Simply Stronger Solution. And uh-huh. it, it is comprised of three principles, um, A, B, C, alignment, breathing, and core control. Alignment, that is just, that's an entire part of my system. And that is all about your posture. So even that, that forward head posture that you find yourself in from uh-huh. being on your phone or being on your computer, even that can play into your pelvic floor. Uh, so it really is. It's like a whole body thing. Um, your posture is huge. It's yeah. huge for making sure that your muscles are all coming on board the way they should. And one isn't overpowering another. Yeah. Um, really, really big part of it what keeps I everybody uh, the, the analogy I like to use is everybody's doing their job better. Yes. Yes, absolutely. We yep. hear so much about in the workplace, especially now, you know, so many people are doing the job of multi, you know, their job is actually, you know, the job of several people. Yeah. A lot can we, our bodies function a lot like that too, you know? Right. Right. And then a lot of times what I see happen is people take those imbalances and they bring them into their workout. And, and that it's really the muscle imbalances that are causing the problem. And when you add the exercise on top of it, it's just, it ends up being a mess. (laughs) Yeah. It just, it, it just compounds the problem. Right. No, it's, it's so interesting to me when that happens with people, um, you know, and I, and I, I've probably told you this, but I, I teach at a women's college here in Raleigh and, you know, one of the things that I always teach is, and what I try to point out to the, to the women in, that take my classes is that, you know, we often think when there's an area of our body that hurts, like your low back hurts, your knee hurts, your shoulder hurts or whatever, you know, the first thought is, is, oh my gosh, I'm weak. I've got to work it harder. You know, I've got to work it more to get it stronger. When in reality, you probably need to be working other things so that it's not hurt. Yes. Yes. I see that all the time. I bet. Very typical. Yep. Um, and even, even as far as like posture is concerned, um, I'll, I'll see people who tell me that their shoulders and the back, the back of the, their shoulders, the back of their neck, their traps uh-huh. are all super tight and they feel like they need to stretch that area when really what they need to do is open up their chest so that that area can relax. But I think people feel the tightness and they feel like sore or pain in one location. And so they figure that must be the location that needs to be worked on when a lot of times it could be the opposing muscle group that that needs to be stretched out so that 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 group can let go. Yeah, I hear people say that a lot. They say, oh, well, gosh, my back hurts. It's just so weak. I just need to strengthen it and it won't bother me. You know, yeah, normally you know, if somewhere hurts, it's usually because it's pretty, pretty stressed already. You know, the right. last thing you need to do is work it harder. Right. Yes. Right. Exactly. Yeah. It's kind of counterintuitive um, because I think as human beings, we want to, well, if something hurts, we want to do what we got to do to make it go away. Right. And, and we think, well, I'm just, I'm just not that strong there. I, I just need to work it harder, you know? So it's basically what everything we've been saying. Yes. No, definitely. I hear that. I hear that. I need to make it stronger or I need to stretch it. 
Yeah. Um, I, I get, I hear, I need to stretch it that part a lot. And frequently it's not, that's not what needs to be stretched. Tell me with respect to what muscles are included. You, you mentioned kind of a general area that, I mean, I think most people know the pelvic area in general, but what muscles are actually in the pelvic floor group? Ooh, there is a ton. I mean, I guess it depends on how specific you want to get. It's kind of like um, the core though. There's like several ab muscles. Yes. Yeah. So, um, with the core, there's like the four main abdominal muscles that right. I, for the most part, help people with those main four. And then the pelvic floor, there's, there's so many, I mean, we get into like deep hip rotators and really uh-huh. even when I'm working with people, um, things like glutes, I consider they're not really technically pelvic floor, but uh-huh. a lot of what I end up doing with people is getting you them. use them a lot. It's the largest muscle. Yes. Well, and unfortunately, you want to use it to your advantage if you can. Right. Well, and then the sitting thing I find, um, I would say roughly 50% of the women that I work with, their glutes aren't actually firing when they're doing a lot of exercises. Um, like even just asking them to lay on the floor and squeeze their glutes, they can't get them to contract. Yeah. Um, because they've kind of shut down and all yeah. these other muscles are taking over instead. And if your glutes aren't firing properly, your pelvic floor almost doesn't even stand a chance. Well, it's one of the reasons why I think in general, why particularly Americans, I think, you know, we have so many uh, movement issues and physical ailments. I really think it is related to a lack of core strength. I mean, look at as people age, you know, we lose strength anyway as we get older, but but everything else that goes with core strength, like balance and agility and posture, everything yeah. used to just get worse and worse as we get older. Yes. Yes. I, I, I find the same. And, and a lot of times what people want to do for core work, quote unquote, core work is just abs. Yes. Abs and, and like crunches, yeah. <laughs> like, which is like a small piece of the puzzle. Right. Exactly. It's, it's just not, um, as far as functionality goes, which I know you're involved with, um, crunches. I just, I, I can't get I have trouble getting people to understand that you need your abdominals for your whole body. So using them with your whole body, instead of just laying on the floor and doing that same crunch movement over and over and over again. Well, and it's like I tell people, you know, I have my college students, we do kind of a a short mini fitness assessment. I mean, the very first day of class and, and the first portion of it is what I call subjective, where I just ask them to rate themselves and just list the areas that they feel like they're you know, they're good in and areas that they want to work on. And then we actually do just three small physical activity type pieces. One is a push-up test, one is an ab test, and one is a plank test. Mm-hmm. Ab test to me is always so interesting with them. They always seem to be more focused on how many crunches they can get. Yes. Yep. I, I, and I, I see that mentality a lot and even some of my clients and it, it's like they, it's like, it's something that's easy enough for them to do. So they kind of embrace it is well, if I do more then I'm getting stronger. Right. And it's just, it's really a small piece of the puzzle. It's so much better to do several different exercises that work the abs and the core. And in your case, the pelvic floor, you're going to get a lot more, you know, more well-rounded that way. Yes. Yeah, definitely more well-rounded. And I think even um, at the end of that type of program, your results are going to be better. Yeah. Um, you're going to be happier with the way your body looks and the way your body functions 
than you would be if you just, you know, did a hundred crunches every day. Yeah. Um, cause getting those deeper abdominal muscles, getting your pelvic floor is going to balance out everything just a little bit better. Yeah. So if you had to pick, say, one core exercise that you think really is probably one of the better ones that stands out, I always love to ask other fitness professionals their opinion on this, because, I mean, obviously I have mine, but I always like to see what, what others think. What would, you, what would you consider to be, knowing your area of expertise, what, which one would you tell people if they were just wanting to just... Oh, that is... Oh, that is a tough question. Um, I I know it depends on the person too. Yes, that's exactly what I was going to say. I kind of shy away from giving my favorite because uh, it really, for me, depends on what your goal is. Yeah. um, Going into the exercise, like like what your body is doing and what you're trying to build your body into, um, would be where I would pick what would be best for you. For my own personal self, I started when I got involved with the pelvic floor stuff and realized how much um, of your pelvic floor is also working in concert with your diaphragm. I started adding balloons to all of my or a lot of my abdominal exercises um, and I time the the abdominal um, contraction with exhaling into a balloon. So it's kind of like, yeah, it's kind of like weightlifting for your diaphragm. Now, I love that. I love, love, I'm already picturing that as we, yeah, it's hard. It's really hard. Um, and it has made a huge difference for me. You just have to make sure that if you, if you do it, like I wouldn't recommend to anybody, um, just go grab a balloon and start blowing up the balloon because you need to make sure that your, your pressure is correct in your, Uh your core and that you're not, you know, bearing down as you're Uh exhaling into that balloon. But once you've got all the pieces put together and you add a balloon to like a plank or something, it just, it makes a world of difference. Wow. That's interesting because normally my go-to exercise for core is a plank because I yeah. like planks are awesome. And there's so works, many different variations. So many other muscle groups and it's, it's, it, to me, it's just, it's a good, it's a good way for me to see where somebody is, but it's yep. also a good thing that you can practice and get better at doing and actually see those results transfer into other areas. Yes. Yeah. And, and then there's so many different ways that you can do it to, um, to balance out different muscle groups that you want to work on or not work on. Yeah. Yeah, totally. So, so talk to me a little bit before we wrap up, um, talk to me a little bit about kind of what do you do with someone when you're starting with them and then how do you progress them? Just generally speaking, I know that everybody's different, but just... Yeah, yeah, no, everybody's different. Um, Usually I like to get a good idea of what people are having trouble with. So there can Uh be such a huge range of of problems that people are dealing with. Um, And then typically I start off with posture, like alignment. So Uh we take a look at even just how they're standing, how they hold their head, how they hold their shoulders, um, the tilt of their hips. Uh, so the tilt of your hips, whether you're, you're tilting in or out like that anterior pelvic tilt or that posterior pelvic tilt Uh is usually, usually gives me clues as to what exercises I need to start somebody with. Um, Uh cause if I see somebody with their hips, you know, kind of like their tailbone tucked under, um, and they're, they're really like tucking that pelvis underneath, they're going to probably want completely different exercises than somebody who's in that 
that anterior pelvic tilt. I always call it like the um, Instagram booty shot <laughs> picture. Uh-huh. But um, you know Very that true. pelvic tilt. There, like those two, those two different things. They're going to need completely different kinds of exercises. So yeah. I usually start with where they are aligned, and then how well they're breathing. So um, if somebody's having trouble breathing and having their their whole abdomen expand while they're breathing. Uh-huh. That is, that's going to be a whole nother realm of exercises in and of itself. Yeah. Wow. So typically, do you work with people like for a long period of time or do you, or does it, like, I know it depends again on the person. It's, it seems like a lot. It seems like a lot to take in and it is, and it's almost more education that you need uh-huh. to take in than exercise. The exercises are very simple they're not like starting out. The exercises are pretty much, they're not really strenuous. It's more like breathing, relaxation, and getting your brain to connect with the muscles. Um, that, that's the giant bulk of it. And then from there, once you start to get the exercises and feel them in the right places, then it kind of goes really quickly. Yeah. Uh, so, but in the beginning, it seems like a lot, like it's, and it's mostly information that you need to take in and then kind of go off on your own and like, like tune into your body and see what you're feeling when you're doing certain things. Um, I do a lot of video work with people. So having Uh them do an exercise on their own where they're relaxed and then take a video of it. And we kind of go through it together and I can point out what may be happening when they're, they're doing certain things. Okay. Well, I bet that's always, I know it's always a real eye opener to see your, Oh yeah. You know, and you Because, I mean, it really allows you to see even the areas that you think you're actually doing well with just a few little tweaks to your form makes a big difference. Yes, huge. It can make all the difference. Yeah. And I I feel like the video is, it's eye-opening for most people. Just in general, just with any kind of exercise, if people are having problems with it and you go take the video camera, it's, it's so much easier for them to see what's happening. I see. That makes a lot of sense. Well, this is... So let's say someone out there is listening to our conversation and they are, are liking really what they're hearing. Maybe they're kind of self-conscious about their posture or maybe they feel embarrassed. They feel like, you know, if they're out in public and they feel like their bladder's leaking or whatever. I mean, I mean, that kind of is, that kind of is a, a real thing, I think, for a lot of people. Um, what would you tell them? What's an easy thing that they could do to start today? Ooh, um, I would probably tell them two things. Um, best for their posture to think of standing nice and tall and taking their chin and tucking it in towards their collarbone. So um, that forward head posture that we get from being on our phones or being on our computers, you can fight a lot of that just by tucking your chin in nice and tight. You can take that tucked chin position into virtually every exercise you're doing. Um, So if you think, just tuck your chin towards your collarbone and lift your head up by the crown of your head, like kind of think of lifting that head up tall and tucking your chin in. Okay. That in and of itself will fix a whole ton of posture problems. And then the one other thing I would say is um, with their breathing. So many, many people tend to breathe up into their chest. And then exhale and their rib cage just kind of falls down. And that's where you, uh-huh. get, that, that's where you get that accidental peeing your pants when you're sneezing. So uh-huh. when, when you inhale, you want to think of inhaling down 
And like your whole rib cage should kind of expand for your inhale. And then when you exhale, everything just gently releases up. So okay. if, you, if you can just check in those two things on yourself, um, you, can, you can make a whole host of difference just with your breathing and that tucking your chin. Yeah, I really appreciate that because I, I really do think that people think a lot of this stuff is just so complicated and hard. No, it's super easy. It, it really is easy. Yeah. Yeah. It's just being committed and having a strategy that works. Yes. Yeah. It's really, it really is just learning the information that's out there. And, um, and I try really hard to, to keep it in like bite-sized pieces. So, cause you can yeah. really only change a couple things at a time. Yeah. Um, okay. and then just implementing. So what types of things don't, don't you have a, a group program that you're, that you've just kind of launched and announced? I mean, tell me a little bit about that. I do. Yeah. I have a, a group coaching program. It's going to be starting in September. Okay. And so I try, it probably is obvious after listening to me now, but I take a whole body approach, but also I like to look at every single person and I like every single person to look at their own body. Like it's a snowflake. So, uh, nobody is going to get like the same three exercises, go do your three exercises and you're all going to be great. Uh, it really is down to the individual's unique body. And, um, and we meet, we meet over zoom and, uh, I kind of go through everything with people, have them, we go through pictures, we go through videos, they kind of take the information back and figure out where for them, they're feeling certain things. And then we Uh tailor the program to them, like to the individual. Wow. It sounds really, it sounds really good. It sounds really focused and specific. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, it is. I have a whole, a whole system. So my ABC system, alignment, breathing, core control. Um, I really try, try hard to break it down for people because I think sometimes it can feel overwhelming to people. I mean, you're in the fitness industry. I feel like most, most personal trainers, group fitness instructors, they, they pick up on everything and they're not overwhelmed by it. But when I think of the general population, um, it, it does feel overwhelming. And so trying to just change one thing at a time, one, maybe two things at a time, one week, and then the next week we try for something else. So it, Uh you get rid of that overwhelm. Well, I think though, the longer I'm in this industry, and I've been in this industry close to 30 years, the longer I'm in this industry, everybody sort of has their own unique approach to things. Mm -hmm. So when we're talking about how to some people it can seem so complicated, it's really just finding the right strategy and approach that not just addresses what it is that you want, but in a way that makes sense to you. Right. Um, Yes. I feel like as fitness professionals especially now we have such a huge opportunity that to really to position ourselves as really the difference makers. I mean, I think everybody needs, everybody needs and should have a workable strategy, especially now that works for them, especially with COVID and, and yes, the fear yeah. society that I know is everywhere. I mean, you know, what you do is, is just, is so necessary and needed. Yeah, definitely finding finding the right system and also the right person that you can connect with because yeah. th- it's a very personal problem. So yeah. a, a lot of women come to me, they're kind of embarrassed. They don't really want to talk about it. Um, or maybe they've gone to their doctor and their doctor didn't have much of a solution for them. Um, so definitely it's finding the right person that you feel comfortable with and and then finding the right 
system, the right solution for you. Yeah. Well, and it's the right strategy that you know you can continue with. You know, it's, yeah. there are lots of good strategies out there, but the one that's ultimately going to work best for you is the one that you do. Right. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. If you're not going to, if you're not going to commit to doing it, you're not going to totally. get it. Totally. Yeah. I, I have so. told people all the time, like, it would be so easy if everybody, you could just pay me and I do your exercise for you. Right. And yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, this, this has been really, really fun. I'm really glad that you were able to make time and come on because I know that what you do is so unique and different. So I think, especially in our industry, I mean, you know, we all have our own little unique way that we teach things. So I always like to highlight people who really have a specific, a specific area that they can really share. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It was great. I'm, I'm always up for talking about pelvic floor stuff, functional strength stuff. Um, Yeah. It's interesting. I'm a well, and ultimately, it's about you know keeping you moving and feeling good and having energy and being able to, you know, to you know live the life that you want. That's what it's all about. Yes, definitely, definitely. Especially as as um as you're getting older, you know, um, preventing all those kinds of things that can come up. Um, I know with a lot of women that I work with, they have kind of scaled back their workouts because. They were dealing with a lot of leaking while they were working out. So their yeah. answer was to scale back. And so I try to bring the message that, you know, we can make you strong enough so that you can get back to everything that you want to do and not feel like, oh, I'm just getting older. I have to just just walk now or yeah. just scale back. Just just do these things that don't cause me problems. Um, kind of getting them over the hurdle, like the leap of faith there to believe that they can strengthen these areas of their body and they'll be able to do whatever they want. Well, and people just need to, at some point, people have to be able to take responsibility and make a decision to do something to make it, make it. Yes. Sometimes that means you have to do something completely different. Right. Definitely. Definitely. Yeah, totally. Well, this is just, this has been really fun again. Where can people find you? Oh, um, my Facebook group. Um, so I have a free Facebook group. It's called Stronger Pelvic Floor Coaching uh-huh. and Support. Okay. And Stronger Pelvic Floor Coaching and yep. I will make sure that all of that is in the show notes. Um, and then, so I guess people can find out about your new program launch in your Facebook group too. Yeah. Yes. In my Facebook group, um, starting September 14th, I'm going to have a free five-day workshop for people. Oh, fantastic. Um, all about Five days to work with you. That sounds good. Yeah. All about strengthening your pelvic floor and the system that I use. And I'll be going through different exercises that people can try and okay. yeah, all the rest. Fabulous. Okay. Any parting, any, anything else that you'd like to share before we, before we wrap up? Um, yeah, I guess I just want women to know that this is something that they don't have to live with. I guess that's kind of my overall message because I lived with it for a long time. I lived with going to my workout class, wearing a pad, um, and it was completely not necessary for me to stay in that place. And so if, if that's the one thing that people can take away from this, it's that it's, it's not inevitable. It's not something you just have to live with and put up with. Um, and it's not, it's not very hard to fix. It's just... Yeah. It's just learning and implementing. Well, and I think just people just people always need to remember at the end of the day that they do have a choice. Yes, 
Yes, definitely. You should do something different. Yes, absolutely. Fantastic. Well, Jennifer, thank you so much for for spending a little time with me today and kind of sharing sharing more of your brilliance and and um, speaking more to to what it is that you do. I just I always like to always like to have uh, people on here who can um, who can really offer something of value. So thank you. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. This was a lot of no fun. No problem. So if any of you guys are out there listening and you want to know more about Jennifer and what she does, please go over to her Facebook community. Uh, her Facebook community is called Stronger Pelvic Floor Coaching and Support. And that's where you can find out about her new program and, and free challenges and other stuff that she is doing. If you feel like this is something that can really benefit you, or maybe if you know someone that this could benefit, then please, um, please head over and do that. That's the great thing about Facebook groups is that you can often, you know, get lots, lots and lots of value there. And if for those of you listening that are still not in my private Facebook community, please come over and join me there. Living your ultimate life through fitness and self-care. Um, we are, we are close to, um, we're just about at 500 members um, and we're doing all kinds of, of free things over there. And in fact, I'm going to be doing my next signature event, which is my Fit Life Masterclass, which will start on September 21st. And I've completely redesigned it and redone it. It's going to be brand new information. So you definitely don't want to miss it. Um, if you are not on Facebook, however, please head over to my website at cufitness.com, the letter C, the letter U, fitness.com and click contact us. And just send me an email. I mean, I always want to hear about what's working for you, what's not working. Um, if there's anything that I have discussed that really that really resonates with you, if there's something that you'd really like for me to talk about, I always like to, to hear from you. So please don't ever hesitate to reach out. My door is always open. Uh, this is Allison Katzkowski with The Ultimate Journey of Self-Care. We are worldwide now with the show. We have thousands of followers and thousands of downloads. We just had our one-year anniversary. I just could not do it without you. I'm so incredibly grateful for all of your support and all of all of the wonderful comments and suggestions and you know all the, the messages that I get from you all. This is exactly why I do what I do, and I'm incredibly grateful for it. Uh, this is Allison Katzkowski with The Ultimate Journey of Self-Care. You are one step closer to living your ultimate life and making a difference.